well-known social demographer and managing director from the demographics group Bernard Salt AM, joins us today for the Bottom Line podcast as we delve into his latest report about Cancer Australia, protecting 9 million Australians, the case for screening from age 45. Bernard, thanks so much for joining us here today. My pleasure. This is the second report you've done for us at Bowel Cancer Australia. You did one about five years ago and that was highly successful. There are some important revelations from this latest report that reinforces Bowel Cancer Australia's call for the government to reduce the screening age to 45. However, before we get to that, bowel cancer is quite personal for you, isn't it? It is very much. And the reason is, of course, that uh, very sadly, I lost my younger sister just more than a decade ago at the too early age of 47, leaving a large family and so forth. So it was an extremely, extremely traumatic 12 months leading up to that. And very sadly, she passed on. And uh, I, I will say that her legacy to me and to my brothers and sisters, her brothers and sisters, is that we are all very vigilant on these matters and have colonoscopies every so often and scans and and whatever. I've learned a tremendous amount from that personal experience and converting it into doing something positive for Bowel Cancer Australia. And uh, yes, this is the second report that I've done and hopefully it will lead to many, many people acting and taking early steps to really address what is effectively a preeminently treatable disease. So uh, let's hope something really good comes out of all of this. Absolutely. And from us at Bowel Cancer Australia, we are thankful for your support because it's so helpful to be able to get that message out. And as you pointed out, you know, there are more and more younger people, and your sister was one of them, that are being diagnosed and and dying from this disease. It was only a few weeks ago that the United States Preventative Services Task Force also recommended lowering the age of screening in America to 45, which is quite a substantial stake in the ground. Why should Australia follow suit and lower the screening age from 50 to 45? Well, currently the bowel cancer screening age is from 50 through to 74. That actually covers about six to seven million people in Australia. We ran a survey on the number of people who were diagnosed with bowel cancer between the ages 45 and 50, and there was a 72% spike between 49 and 50. So at 50, there was a 72% increase in the detection of bowel cancer when scanning or screening comes into play. So it raises the issue of, well, how many how many scans, how many cancers could we detect if we extended that screening program backwards from 50 through to, uh, to 45? There's, uh, this is the whole point that uh, not only was there a 72% spike, but about 40 percentage points, about half of those of that increase was in the later stages of bowel cancer, which means that it's it's harder to treat. The idea, of course, is to identify it at stage one or very, very early, treat it, and you can live a long, healthy, happy and productive life. It's all about identifying it and managing it as early as you possibly can. So why wouldn't we start screening from the age of 45? Can you talk us through then, 
the report states protecting 9 million Australians. Can you chat us through that proposition? Uh, yes, very uh, very easy, right right into the heartland of my, <laughs> my skill set, the demographics. So there's um, 25, 26 million Australians and currently 6.5 million or so are in that 50 to 74 age group. So they are covered by the bowel cancer screening program at the moment. If you were to extend that back to 45, it adds another almost 2 million people. So that takes the number who would be covered today to 8 million or so between 45 and 74. And by 2030, that 8 million people in that age group would actually expand to 9 million. So it's 8 million today, expanding to 9 million by the end of the uh, 2020s. That would now fall, hopefully, within that extended timeframe of 45 to 74. So that that has got to pick up more problems and, um, you know, have people act much earlier. That's the, uh, that's the whole objective. And also people will obviously need to be aware of bowel cancer, but if they do that test, that is, as you've said, it's a safety net. Exactly. <laughs> bowel cancer is still perceived as an old person's disease, but in your report you state that the 45 to 49-year-old, you know, Gen Xs, are now most at risk. I am just 50, but when I was diagnosed, I was 42. But, you know, I don't consider myself old. I've got an 11-year-old at 50. There's a lot more of us. Why do we need to protect this cohort? Well, I think, uh, Steph, you've just mentioned it. The reason why we need to protect this cohort and yourself in that late 40s, I'm going to call you late 40s. Thank you. (laughs) So age group is because you have an 11-year-old son. And uh, what a tremendous contribution to society and to a diminution of anxiety Mm. to actually have families uh, intact to continue on. We all want to have kids and raise kids and uh, get them into adulthood and so forth. We do understand that eventually, many decades into the future, (laughs) parents must move on, but it must be incredibly hard to lose a mum or a dad effectively in primary school. And so Again, it's about keeping families intact. You could also mount the argument that people who are saved from this disease in their mid to late 40s go on to make another 10 or 15 years productive contribution to the workforce, paying tax, volunteering, making contribution, raising kids. I mean, you're right at the core, right at the nub of the most important part, in my view, of the, of the life cycle. You're making a contribution. You're probably also caring for parents uh, as well <laughs> in their 70s and even 80s mm. uh, and also caring for young kids, very much the sandwich generation, <laughs> the sandwich time of the li- of life cycle. And, um, look, it's not, it's not a good time at all to, uh, uh, to suffer from this, but uh, the implications are just magnified in your late 40s. So, Let's do something about it. Yes, and I think that is very true. I know in my case, when I was diagnosed, that was one of my biggest fears. I lost my mum at 20, but at least, and that was young, Mm. but at least I was an adult. You know, my biggest fear was leaving my son at, you know, he would have been two or three at the time. And that anxiety around that is very profound. How does the mortality rate of bowel cancer compare over recent years, particularly amongst the younger Australians? Well, in actual fact, there's some interesting work that's been done to show that 
the incidence of bowel cancer is actually increasing between the ages of 45 and 49. So this is where there is no screening at the moment. So you're relying on people saying there is something wrong, going to their GP, identifying it and getting it sufficiently early. So sadly, that uh, that rate is uh, is increasing. There is another study which shows that the mortality rate for people suffering from bowel cancer in their early 30s, and people do get this in their early 30s, that the mortality rate actually peaks or spikes at 25% uh, in the early 30s. And that sits well above, say, the 15% or thereabouts in the the late 20s and the 15% or, or thereabouts in the late 30s. So, and I suspect that that is because People in their early 30s, it just does not occur to them. You said it before. People think that this is an old person's disease. It's not something I need to even have thought about. Exactly. But if we can encourage young people, all Australians, to actually be aware of this, if they notice something different in their digestive system, then have it checked out and hopefully uh, nip it in the bud at a very early stage is the uh, point. But left unchecked. Yes, it does seem that young people, there's a, there's a greater mortality rate that is, uh, that is emerging. You mentioned that. And the millennials, I think, an awareness campaign is something you think would be of great benefit. It really, regardless of age, if you have symptoms, blood in your poo, et cetera, you should 100% have it checked out. You shouldn't wait regardless of age. Well, you shouldn't wait, you shouldn't wait regardless of age. But uh, it's more than that. I think that it should be something that you just check. The way in which you might check, I don't know, other aspects of your well-being or your health, you know, are you sweating, are you doing this or whatever it is. Yes. Here is something that as a matter of course throughout your day, throughout your week, you should be just checking in the toilet bowl, uh, just making sure everything is as it should be. If it's not as it should be, then go to your GP and uh, have um, have it checked out. And I have to say this because I love it, but you did enrage a few young Australians with your smashed avo comments a few years ago. So for you, you're really wanting them to take heed of this, aren't you? I am, yes. In fact, I think I have a direct line to every (laughs) millennial, not just in Australia. This thing went around the world. So um, when my name pops up, I think there is prick up and say, what's he saying now? Good. uh, (laughs) Which is good because now I want to use that to help them and help Australia. So if I can use my uh, profile and reputation, be it good or bad, <laughs> with, uh, with millennials, then hopefully I can make them aware, look, um, this is something that you need to focus on. It needs something that you need. It doesn't take anything. Just be aware. I'm just saying being aware of this. Here are a couple of things that you can do just to make sure in your daily and weekly habits that you can watch out for so that if there is an irregularity, then you can react accordingly. So I think this unawareness or or just not not having it on your radar is the real threat here. It needs someone to say, look, consider this. It needs to be amongst your thinking. And yes, if I can use smashed avocado to help them (laughs) uh, in that regard, then then yes, some, some good will come out of this. And uh, people will say, well, you know, that guy annoyed me over that. But uh, <laughs> but he saved my life. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yes. Regional and rural communities are also severely impacted. And I know from your last report that was also the case. So we haven't seen it change. Why are we seeing higher death rates 
of bowel cancer in these remote communities? And what can we do about it? I must say that I have really enjoyed working on these projects for Bowel Cancer Australia because it has exposed me to a range of demography that I hadn't (laughs) considered before. There is data to show the death rate per 100,000 people for all these cities and shires across Australia. It's an extraordinarily rich and detailed data source. And when you look at that, the greatest propensity to uh, suffer mortality from bowel cancer is actually in remote, rural and quite isolated communities, particularly wheat belt communities, the Wimmera, the Mallee, the Eyre Peninsula, parts of Tasmania, the wheat belt in, uh, in Western Australia. But I also wonder whether, in fact, this isn't issues around diet, awareness and access to um, convenient health. So people in these communities might notice some irregularity, but they think, well, you know, it's an hour's drive into town. I'll, I'll do it next time I'm in Mildura or Dubbo or Mount Gambia or Northam or Hobart or something like that. And so they just tend to put it off. So again, an awareness, making, making people aware of it and making people aware in rural and regional communities that this is something that can be prevented. Just be focused on it and act upon it as soon as you can. Don't put it off. You'll feel a whole lot better because uh, I have been through this. Uh, you'll feel a whole lot better when you have your doctor say, yep, all clear, no worries, you're fine. And you just walk out of that surgery, you know, with a spring in your step. And you, you sort of, it's, an, it's quite invigorating. You get on with life knowing that, yep, that's cleared, I'm good to go. That's what you want to hear, I'm good to go. Absolutely. No, 100%. Bernard, thank you so much for your time, both today, but also with your reports. As I said, you give to us at Bowel Cancer Australia, and we're so very fortunate to have you. I love working with you, your passion, and thank you for being on the Bottom Line podcast. We appreciate your insights that you provide. Thanks, Steph, and thanks very much to Bowel Cancer Australia. And yes, please, everyone, act. Don't put it off. Thanks for listening to the Bottom Line podcast. To find out more about bowel cancer or for support or simply to donate, please go to bowelcanceraustralia.org.